Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters, your go-to spiritual development podcast. I'm your host Hannah McIntyre and I am so excited to have you here. Join me and other great guests as we explore what it means to be a medium, the work that we need to do and the questions that we need to ask for our own development and unfoldment. I'm so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Just to let you all know that my book, You Are a Medium, You Just Don't Know It Yet, is available to purchase on Amazon or via my website, www.hannamedium.co.uk. I am incredibly proud to be able to say that it is already an Amazon bestseller and I'm so grateful to all of you for your reviews, comments and feedback. Um, If you haven't already, please do check it out. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to Mediumship Matters with me, Hannah McIntyre. How are you doing? I'm going to continue today with my spirit stories. Um, I told you really pretty ones last time, but today I'm going to start with slightly more practical ones because this is one of the funniest things for me about working with spirit and being with spirit is that my guides have always been very practical. And I think that's because I'm a very practical, level-headed kind of person. And it's such a weird thing being me because I want the unicorn flower rainbows. I want to be that kind of girl, but I'm just not. And it always leaves me a bit cold. And so my relationship with spirit is less oh my God, you've got a beautiful purple aura and is more, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you. So a couple of the stories that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you are um, times that Spirit have helped me very practically. So the first one that really springs to mind is uh, quite near me, there is a wonderful lady who 
has a yurt in her back garden that she hires out for events. And I had been there quite a few times and uh, they were away on holiday and they said I could still use it because they knew me. And uh, I arrived with, you know, 20 people to do a circle or some sort. I can't even remember what the event was there. And it is the most beautiful, serene place away from anything, fields as far as the eye can see. But of course, it's off the grid. And while we were there, um, we realised that the toilet was full. And when I say full, I mean, people didn't notice until they, it's a, you know, like when you'd get in a caravan, until they went to uh, open the shutter to let it down and everything just sat there. And I remember thinking, well, what do we do? The owners of the yurt are away. I'm going to have to cancel my event. And Spirit were just like, you can stay if you want to but it's going to be dirty. And I was like, well, and they said, it's up to you. You can cancel the day and go home if you want, or we can tell you how you can fix this, but you're going to have to deal with some stuff you don't want to. And I thought, well, I don't want to cancel the day. I've got here now and I'm all excited and everyone's booked and stuff. So it was like playing hot and cold when you're a kid and you're searching for something. They led me down the garden of the, you know, towards the sort of personal area of the yurt owners. Obviously, they were away, so it didn't matter. Hot, cold, follow this, keep following this path. Here we go. And eventually, I came out on um, a pipe sticking out of the ground with a little flap on it, which I'm assuming uh, was where they put the waste. And next to it, just lying there, ah, was an empty cartridge. And then when I went back to take out the full cartridge, um, Spirit said to me, it's around the corner, here's the flap, you have to open it. And they said to me, you've got to steal yourself because when you pull it out, everything that's sitting on top is going to get you, but you can cope with this. <laughs> so I did. And I managed to get the new empty cartridge in and the day was saved. And that might not be the most beautiful, wonderful, warming spirit story that you would like. I've got a couple more in this ilk as well. Um, but for me, that is just the amazing thing about spirit. They can help you with incredibly physical, in phys incredibly practical things. And I think that's amazing. Another time was um, I was rotting our drains. I mean, I am a practical lass. <laughs> There's no denying it. Um, if the job needs doing, I will do it. And um, I had the full set of my drain rods down. And I, oh my God. And I remember it was, you know, disgusting. There's a guy that I watch on TikTok who does drain unblocking or a septic tank emptying. And he goes, mmm, smells like money. It didn't smell like money to me, but it did smell like saving money to me, which is equally just as important. And Spirit said, I said, oh, guides, it's not long enough. And they said to me, it will be. It, you don't need to get Dino Rod out and pay for it, but you will need to put your arm in. And just so practical. And so they were laughing. I mean, my guides were heckling me. Doing that was like doing it with a, a group of people just stood beside you taking the piss. But they were right. I put my up and up to just above my elbow in 
and it was the extra length needed and it did break the blockage. Um, and I did need 72 showers, but I did get it done. And my guides kept laughing and they kept saying to me, see, we told you you could do it. You did unblock it. And I think that's really indicative of working with the spirit world. They're not going to stop you needing to put your elbow in shit, but they will um, help you to see the funny side of it. And of course, the whole way through that was just the reminder of how it all works. They're not going to take away the blockage, but they'll let me deal with it how I want to. You can put your arm in it or you can pay dino rod. Do you want to save the money or do you want to put your arm in shit? And that was the choice I made. <laughs> so necessity, guys. So, um, yeah, probably not the most beautiful angelic stories that you've ever heard in your life but those were the two I wanted to start with this week just because I think we underestimate how we can utilize spirit in our lives and they will help you with practical stuff they have got me to fix things in our house by telling me how things work or telling me how to fix them and my husband has been like how did you work that out and I'm being like spirit have told me and he's been like, yeah, no, really, how did you work that out? And I've been like, spirit told me. So don't be afraid to utilise their knowledge for the stuff that isn't spiritual in your life. They won't do it for you, but they will tell you what you need to do to get the job done. Cool, huh? I love it. Another example of really practical but slightly less gruesome experiences with spirit Um also came in um, a tree branch. So we live on the edge of a road that people whiz up and down very, very fast and we get lorries that come down it. And occasionally they'll hit a tree and just leave the, the branch that they've knocked down. And one day I went out onto my drive and some helpful soul had found, someone had knocked down a really long, quite thin, I mean, it was about six foot long, very thin branch and someone had decided to dump it on our drive. And so I was in a right old huff. Oh, marvellous. That's not off my tree. I get to clear that up, do I? And so I shoved it over my garden gate, moaning, got bloody typical. I've got to chop it up and burn it now. Don't worry. You know, real poor me. Anyway, fast forward a week and I'm walking out my front door on my phone, texting somebody that's about some drama I can't remember what it was now but I was all focused on my phone and the drama and as I slammed my front door shut I realized that I'd left my keys behind and it's a Yale lock so you can't get back in once you've shut it and I remember just feeling I was very stressed then and everything was going wrong I was having one of those poor me moments and my guide's I said to my guides, why did you let that happen? And they said, well, you're the one that wasn't paying attention. We were trying to talk to you, but you weren't listening. You were focusing on replying to that message. And I thought, oh God, I was supposed to be going for a facial. Now I'm going to be late for my facial and I'm going to have to pay for my facial that I'm not even going to get. And life is so hard. And my guide said, well, we can help you get into your house if you want to. And I said, well, yeah, but how? My keys are inside. And they said, watch this, right? 
So they gave it to me in stages, like a treasure hunt. So the first thing I had to do was climb on the roof of my lean-to and get over the garden gate, which was a little hairy and probably not very safe, but I did it. And then when I got over the gate, they showed me that really long branch, that long thin branch, and I managed to jimmy open um, the vented windows on my lean-to, get my arm in. I mean, I did bruise it, but I got it in with that six foot stick. Now, the interesting thing is a few days before I had gone in that room and dropped the key to the back door. And in a moment of huffy, you could tell the state I was in when all this stuff was happening, poor me negativity. I went, fuck that key. I'm not bending down to pick that key up. I hate everybody. And so I left the key on the floor. But because I'd left it on the floor, it meant I could hook it with the end of that branch. And I managed to hook the key, get my arm up and round by taking out a pane of glass that was loose anyway to unlock the bolts, use the key to get in. Luckily, I hadn't locked the inner door and got round to the front of my house again. That would never happen again now because as soon as I told my husband that story, he went security mad. He couldn't believe I'd managed to break into the house and now that would never happen. But it was so mind-blowingly cool to me that the things that I thought were problems had been lined up by the universe to make my life easier. So that branch had fallen and been put on my drive by somebody who was being moved by the universe because the universe knew I'd need it. Those, those keys had fallen onto the floor not to cause me damage, not to make me feel fed up, but because they knew that that would be the only way that I could reach them with that stick when I would inevitably need them. Like, it's nuts, isn't it? And again, perhaps not as exciting as Virgin Mary getting a message from an archangel, but actually much more useful, really, really helpful. So those are my very sort of practical moments with spirit. And again, just don't don't limit yourself because if you say there is no hope, then that is all you are going to receive through your valves. But if you say, oh, bugger it, what am I going to do about this and open up to it? It's amazing what spirit can show you and help you with and give you to achieve. I also wanted to talk about um, a time that my friend Abby and I, um, oh God, Abby's moved away and I miss her terribly, Um, but she had a ghost hunting meter and uh, I live opposite a graveyard. So we went out with this EMF meter and voice recording thing and we were walking around the graveyard kind of spooked going hello is anyone there freezing in the dark waiting and not a soul came through and I remember getting in a real huff with the spirit world and going for goodness sake you didn't see Buffy the vampire slayer walking through a graveyard and never meeting a vampire like this sucks (laughs) and they were just like they're not here. They're not by their bodies. They're with their loved ones. Where else would they be? And that was such an amazing lesson too, but really, really funny. Um, never fails to make me laugh, just the, the memory of us two really earnestly with this equipment and me absolutely breaking it, uh, going around this graveyard for absolutely no reason. And I'm sure my guides were there just going, oh, good Lord, 
she needs to learn this lesson. No one say anything. Don't communicate. They need to stop being so silly and making us learn. Once I had what I would call a bona fide vision, and they don't happen, I don't think, often. And this one for me is is probably just one. Um, and my understanding of it has changed in the years since, but I can still see it really, really clearly and understand the layers of it. Um, so I was on my Reiki 2, Azui Reiki 2, many moons ago, and we were sitting in the energy after our attunement. And I was like Dorothy on the yellow brick road, although I was wearing armour. And on either side of me were three guides, so six guides in total, either side, possibly more. And we were arm in arm and we were walking on a path that looked like we were walking through, um, oh bloody hell, the bad bit of Middle Earth. So it was all like a destitute wasteland with craters that were smoking and a red sky, that kind of thing. And we were walking on a path through the centre of it and everything was dark and miserable and there was these little funny dark creatures and we were the light, we were all glowing and we were bringing the light. And at that time, I really, because that was the teacher that I learned about demons with, which I will talk to you all about in a minute, um, I really thought that that was me clearing and using my guides to help clear demonic energies and attachments and stuff like that. And then for a time, I just thought it was about me marching on, on the darkness in the world and being a light worker. And recently, I've started to think it's also about me changing the view of mediumship a bit and the way that mediums work and actually showing some of the dark energies that are attached, not as demons, but just around mediums that have lost their way. So that's in the many years that have passed since I did my Reiki 2, I can't remember how many it's been, there have been that, that one vision continues to be the same, but my understanding of it evolves as I evolve and as spirit teach me. So that was, I mean, it was mind blowing and I couldn't even put it into words when I came back. This, the power of it and the feeling of purpose with it and the sense of that's what I'm here for. And now it's funny, isn't it? Because I, I believe that, of course, that there's a choice. And if I don't want to do the work, they'll find someone else who will. Um, and I can have a perfectly lovely, non-spiritual life, not marching on anything if I want to. And that is just as valuable, just as valuable. Being happy and choosing happiness is the most valuable work we can do. Absolutely. So let's talk about some spooky things, shall we, that I've seen, because these are fun. Now, as you know, and I hope you know, um, I don't believe in demons, attachments, entities, anything like that. I do not believe that souls get trapped here, um, and I still do not believe that. I believe that when we pass, the best bits of us move into the spirit world, and sometimes if we've had difficult life, difficult circumstances, or made difficult choices, those parts of us that 
our pain or anger or sadness or hatred stay behind like an echo. Um, and I've, I still absolutely believe that. And uh, I, I've sat with that for quite some time. So I don't believe that there is anything to fear in the spirit world. And I do not believe that we need time in the spirit world to adjust to being in spirit. I believe that as soon as we move over there, we're healed and whole and happy. Um, I think humans like to think that we're going to be punished or have a reckoning day. But of course, that just harks back to knowledge from the church and um, yeah, wanting to pay money to get people out of limbo and stuff like that, doesn't it? They, I mean, I think the church has got rid of limbo now officially. Oops, sorry about the decades and decades of pain and suffering caused by that idea. We've taken it away now. Never mind. Anyway, uh, so a few things that I saw when I had my valve switched on and only on to believing that there was stuff that could get you, which is always really interesting. Um, I remember once um, a friend of mine contacting me and saying that her daughters were all scared of now, this happened twice with her, and I was going to tell you both stories because it's really cool. Um, I think the first one was the little funny thing. Okay. So she said there was something in her house um, that her girls could see that was spooking and haunting them all. And I went to her house thinking, okay. You know, we'll see what we get, believing that I was doing uh, entity release and getting rid of demons and things like that. I had a certificate, guys, full-blown qualification. And um, while I was there, there was this funny, it looked a bit in my head like, uh, oh, bloody hell, my precious from uh, Lord of the Rings. Oh, anyway. Gollum, Gollum, there it is. It looked like a Gollum. It looked like something like that. And it was just there, this creepy little grey black thing. And as I called in the angels to get rid of it, it bit me and I could lift up my arm and see it hanging by its teeth off my arm. I was absolutely petrified. And I remember calling in Archangel Michael and there was this humongous gold angel that appeared, really, really tall, amazing, incredible energy. And then, and this is so weird because this is how your brain works through your knowing, like in The Shining when the lift doors open and it's blood, but it was an opening and it was liquid gold light and love and it sort of sloshed all around the room and all through my friend's house and the archangel just came over and took hold of that little creature and put it into the light through the doorway and at the time I really did believe that I had cleared a demon um, but I actually think in honesty that was something those girls had created because um, it was really fairy tale and and kid-like and the second time I went to their house to do something there was a lady there who 
was like a, they were saying, the girls were saying it was a witchy lady. And I did find the witchy lady energy. Um, and she had, it was like she'd been on fire. She was smouldering. The reason she looked like a witch was because she was a lady, but she was burnt and she had, she was smouldering. Yeah. But she was like ash, ash with eyes in a human shape. And the angels came and helped her as well. And I honestly, at the time, thought that these were energies, people that were trapped, spirits that were trapped, um, entities on grids and stuff like that. But actually, I think both of those things were created by the power of three very intelligent very, girls with real daydreamy abilities who together, the three of them, had created that energy that almost became sentient. Does that make sense? Um, but really amazing experiences. And of course, I was only seeing through my filter of expectation. So if I had then had my valves open. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. To there is nothing to fear in the spirit world, I might have perceived both of those energies differently. And that's the key. Um, but at the time, I was expecting them to be bad. So what I received was bad. Does that make sense? It's so interesting. I remember a young man that came to me once who was diagnosed with schizophrenia. And when it wasn't him, actually, I think it was a relative of his who was worried about him. And when we looked through his timeline, um, I could actually see that there was something to do with him um, defacing a grave with his mates and he'd gone with his friends and they'd gone get drinking and getting high in a graveyard and then they had smashed up a lady's grave and defaced it and his friends weren't bothered but he was and so he wasn't really being haunted because the owner of that grave is in the spirit world and isn't worried about it but his own guilt was haunting him and his own guilt was a sentient being that I could talk to that was that lady who gave me her name and said where she was and what had happened. And isn't that amazing? That wasn't the spirit that I was talking to. It was his guilt. He had created his own thought form from feeling bad and letting something bad happen that he felt shouldn't have happened. 
and that was impacting his mental health and he was feeling like she was chasing him. Now, of course, within that, the mental health issue also makes him more vulnerable to thoughts like that. But isn't that just fascinating, I think? Fascinating. Um, I've got another story for you, if you don't mind, which is when I used to get my hair done two colours, not like it is now, but red at the top and blonde at the bottom. It used to take the hairdressers hours. I used to be in booked into the hairdressers for like a six hour session because they do one colour than the other colour. Um, it was bloody painful. Lots of back combing. Couldn't keep that going for much longer. Anyway, one day I went into the hairdressers. It's very quiet little village hairdresser. It was just me and the hairdresser. And I said to her, oh my God, what's happened? And she said, what? And I said, something's happened. And she said, oh, well, yeah, um, I'm a bit worried about my mum. She's had a fall, but my sister's taking her to hospital, so she'll be okay. And all the lights in the salon flickered. And I went, got a problem with your electrics? And she said, nope, don't know what that was. And you know, it's so weird. There's nothing weirder than being with somebody who is a non-believer and experiencing phenomena. I hope that you all get it sometime because it is such a nuts thing. So she's a non-believer. We had a very comfortable and courteous stalemate. We didn't really talk about my work. I'm not here to convert. I'm not like a Jehovah's Witness. I won't knock on your door and tell you what you should believe. It's up to you to decide what you want to believe and when you're ready to believe what you want to believe. But we're in this salon and the lights are flashing. And I'm there and we're doing the, and the radio starts turning itself up and down, up and down, off and on. And, but the hairdryers are still working. The lights are still on. And then the lights are flashing, but the radio's on. So you know it's not an electric problem because it's all happening at different times. And it honestly got to the point, I don't know how long I was there for, because the energy was so thick. I felt like I was, it was almost like when you've smoked too much weed, not that I'd know, but I do know that people have told me this, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, when you're a teenager, but it's almost like you're about to green out. That's the best way I can describe it. You are just sort of, yeah, it's, you're in this sort of thick underwater energy where everything feels like the physical nature of the earth is breaking down. And so I have no idea how long I was there for, what was going on with the time. But she was saying to me, I'm sure it'll be okay. And the lights were turning on and off. And every time I said, I think you need to go and see your mum, all the lights would flash. And we were looking at each other and I was going, you can see that. And she was going, yeah, yeah, but it'll be fine. And I was like, but you can see the lights flashing and then the radio would change. And she'd go, oh, that's my mum's favourite song. And then it would start cutting out. And I was like, I really think you need to go and see your mum now. And she was going, no, no, I'll finish your hair. And it got to the point where the lights in the salon were going on, off, on, off, on, off. The radio was going up, down, up, down. And I just went, looked at her in the mirror and went, go. And, uh, she had to get someone else in to finish my hair, but she finally went and uh, her mum had had a stroke. I don't think, if I recall correctly, her mum died then, but it was the beginning of the end for her mum. And the spirit world knew that she needed to be there, but I have never seen anything like it where it was just 
so physical and so blatant and somebody just pretending it's not happening. Her cutting my hair and chatting to me or dyeing my hair or whatever she was doing whilst the lights are flashing on and off and the radio's turning on and off. And I'm just there like, uh, hello. <laughs> um, but thank goodness because it did get her to go and um, I'm always glad that she did. Funny, eh? Also, on a side note from that, I knew that I could never go back to her as a hairdresser because um, she was so uncomfortable with what had happened. She couldn't work with me. She didn't tell me that. I just knew that. It's interesting, isn't it? So that's that. <laughs> Looking down at my list, have I told you all my cool stories? Okay. I've got one more story for you, which I may have shared before, but it's one of the big ones for me in being cracked open by the spirit world. So as you all know, um, I was brought up by a recovering Catholic and an atheist. Um, my parents are amazing, very spiritual, very, uh, oh my God, what's the word? They've got a set of ethics and integrity that they really stick to, but they don't believe in man-made religions. Um, my mum and I watched Stigmata when I was a teenager, um, and I think it just pretty much summed everything up for her. It's certainly, that was part of my journey for sure, that film. Anyway, um, and I'm doing Angelic Reiki uh, course, and as part of the Angelic Reiki course, you pick a Ascended MasterCard. So I've signed up for it because I was in my I'll say yes to everything with no discernment phase of mediumship development. And it was really funny that I chose to do that course because even people talking about angels at that point made me desperately uncomfortable. And pull that face where you think you're not pulling a negative face, but you look like somebody's trodden in dog muck and you can smell it. And um, I don't know why I signed up for it because I couldn't help but pull that sort of sneery face every time every time uh, somebody talked about angels. So um, I went to an angelic Reiki and we had, I can't remember how many cards it was now, 52, something like that, ascended master cards. And on the first night, because it's over, it's a, an evening and then two days, I had to pick the ascended master who wanted to work with me for the first night. And I picked Jesus. My heart sank and I went, oh, God, no, anyone but that dude. And then we had to do this thing where we had to build a triangle of energy, pyramid of energy from palm to palm to our heart centers and call in our ascended masters. And as I built that energetic triangle, it honestly felt like it was pushing through my hands it was so intense, it was almost painful, but not. And in my head, I went, Jesus Christ, right? And he just was there and he went, yes. <laughs> Never forgotten. And I went, oh, oh my God, you're here. And he said, yes. And I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to take your name in vain. And he said, I'm not worried. And then I could just feel his energy and then I became like a giddy starstruck gibbering mess I'd love to tell you I was cool 
This is like when I went fulfilled a lifetime dream of going to see Courtney Love in London and caught her eye whilst crying and doing ugly cry face. And I've never got over it. Why couldn't I be cool when I saw my hero on a stage? Why did I have to be doing dribbly cry mouth and be all red faced and blotchy? Why couldn't I be cool? Anyway, aside, same with Jesus. So I can vaguely remember because we were in this deep trance like meditation saying, oh, it's so funny that you've picked me for tonight or I've picked you. I don't really know how these things work, but we share a birthday. My birthday's Christmas Day, although that isn't really your birthday, is it? That was nicked from the Pagan Festival, but it's the day we all celebrate your birthday. So I guess we kind of like birthday twins, even though we're not birthday twins because your birthday is on on a different day, but this is the day we celebrate your birthday. So does that count as birthday twins? Like I was that cool. And uh, I remember saying to Jesus, how do you feel about everybody taking your words and twisting them to cause pain or cause hurts upon each other? And he just went, I'm not worried about it. So I don't think you should be. And I was like, oh. And then I finally shut the F up enough to be able to hear him. And he said to me, I'm going to teach you how to heal through your heart, not just through your hands. And this um, will teach, the love will heal people. The love will heal them. I'm going to teach you how to be the love or something like that. I'm sure it was more beautiful than that. And I could feel my heart opening with this energy that he brought. And I was streaming in tears. And I just thought, my God, he's amazing. He is I could cry telling you about it. He was just, I can't even tell you what it was like. Anyway, the following day, we go to pick our Ascended Mastercards, uh, 52 cards in different places. And this day, rather than being, oh God, I think, I wonder who I'm going to get because I loved working with Jesus and I'm sure they're all equally brilliant, but oh, he was my main man. And pulling Jesus. You knew where this, this was going, didn't you? And bursting into tears and being so honoured that I get to work with him on the second day as well. And he just comes in and teaches me more about healing and the importance of being open to it and how it works and holding space. A lot of the stuff that I share with you guys um, comes in from Jesus. And then on the third day, you know how this is going to end again. I got Jesus again out of a shuffled deck of cards and I just fell apart. And I remember the teacher saying, wow, he likes you. And us trying to work out what the actual odds were of me picking the same card out of 52 cards. I think it might be more than 52. I can't even remember. And trying to work it out. And it was so profoundly transformational for me in my journey partly because I'd closed myself off to his energy because um, of the religious aspect, which is a real shame because I now actually believe he's the greatest medium that ever lived, ever existed. Um, and just because of my own, my own stigma and my own belief system, I would never have chosen to work with him. And now he is like my hero. And 
we much to the chagrin of my children we go into churches when I'm on holiday and I sit and look at pictures of him and cry (laughs) I've had a complete turnaround but um I can't even I don't know if I have the vocabulary to be able to explain what that interaction meant to me and what has continued to mean to me because he is the man for me and he does teach me so much that I can share with you guys about healing and mediumship in the spirit world again and again and again. And it was really completely profound. And I've just got to share with you one of my shameful stories, which is I was with my spirit team sitting around a campfire. It was really lovely. I had uh, my grandfather on one side of me and my grandmother on the other. And it was just so lovely. And I was really enjoying being with them and watching the flames. And then through the fire, on the other side of the fire, I saw Jesus walking by. And I honestly, in my head, used my grandmother as a springboard to push me to him quicker. (laughs) I had to communicate with my grandparents afterwards and go, did I do that? I'm really sorry. And they said, no, you didn't. Um, Because I just can't even explain to you how much I love him. Uh, He is everything to me. So yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? How we unfold and we learn and we expand into different ways and different energies. And I would always advise to you to A, have a practical approach to your mediumship, get them to help you with stuff that needs fixing and stuff that needs doing. as well as the spiritual development stuff and try not to close yourself off because of your ideas of what an energy represents because if you can get past what other people have said you will find underneath that amazing connection and amazing development and don't be limited by your fears so i hope you have enjoyed spirit stories part two Oh, I've got one more, actually, two more, kind of one more, um, which I'm going to finish on. I am. And then I'm finally going to stop, um, which I might have shared with you before, which are the two times and the only two times in 13 years that somebody has come forward from the spirit world to communicate with somebody when we weren't looking for it. And in both of those circumstances, the the energy had changed in the space. It was so strong. It was undeniable. Again, that sort of feeling like you can't quite breathe, like you've climbed a mountain too high and the, the world feels funny. Um, it's got a such a big presence. And the first time was right at the beginning of my journey when I still had my cooking business. And I used to go and deliver my ready meals around to people's homes And there was this gentleman that I used to go and see, uh, Mr. Howarth, I think, and his wife had died. And when I first started cooking for him, I used to do pureed food for his wife because she couldn't swallow. And I'd never actually met her, um, but I knew how much he loved her. And when he lost her, it was devastating for him. And I used to always try and allow a little bit of extra time on my deliveries to spend time with people because elderly people are just so lonely. It's really sad. Anyway, so one day 
I'm there and I'm just starting my development. I'm just starting. Um, I think I've just gone back to circle following the hiatus where I've gone back into a beginner's group. And I'm in the kitchen talking to him and it's like the world tilts on its axis. And I go, oh, hello, Mrs. Howarth. And she says, I want you to talk to my husband. And I said, oh, I, I can't. And she says, please. And I said, I, I really can't. And she's like, yeah, you can. And um, I, I just remember handing over his like lamb hot pot and his shepherd's pie. I'm just going, so Mr. Howarth, um, I completely understand if you're not a believer in any of this, but I sit in a spiritual development circle. So I'm learning to communicate with the spirit world. And he went, all right. And I went, and I just really have to tell you that your wife is here. And he went, okay, like that. And I said, I can't even remember the evidence that she gave now. She may have given her name even. It was really strong. Um, such a different experience to when you're sort of trying to do it from when it just happens naturally and takes you over. And um, I remember her just showing me these beautiful pink flowers all around him, like a shrub with pink flowers, but it was an archway all around him. And I told him that and he went, follow me. And I walked down his hall behind him. I'd never been out of his kitchen. His kitchen was right by his front door and there was his chair. And then through his patio doors to the back garden was this shrub covered in pink flowers. And he said, I just moved that there. Um, so I could see it because that was her favourite plant. And it had just gone into bloom. And it was amazing. And he was crying and I was crying. And then what makes this even more incredible is he then told me that she was a spiritualist, Reiki master, and uh, worked with the spirit world. And that is one of the really important things, I think, in that scenario, that she not could take away his free will, but she knew that he wanted to hear from her and she knew that he knew enough about how spirit worked through her adventures to be able to come through to him safely, which is why I don't believe that, well, we know now, don't we, that medium that goes up to people in the supermarkets, they've proven that it's actors, they're not really just shopping, <laughs> it's all planned in advance, um, but it's that same thing, um, it doesn't happen like that, What what happens is the very few times where it has been unexpected have been people that are prepared in some way. The second time is um, a friend of mine who sat in one of my circles for many years, whose mum very sadly passed very young. And she had an appointment scheduled with me. And I said to her, you know, your mum's just passed. I think it was two days before. It might have been a little bit more, maybe five days before. And I said, um, you know, we'll cancel. And she said, no, I still want to come if that's okay. And I remember her coming in. And I said, what, what do you want to do? And she said, uh, I don't know. Let's just do some cards and see what happens. And then I just looked at her and went, oh my God. And she said, what is that? And I went, that's your mum. And again, it was that feeling like everything, it was almost like you excited to expect things to start floating, like gravity had changed. And her mum came in with such banging evidence. She showed me what she was wearing in her coffin. Um, she showed me 
just all of this stuff. It was just so amazing. And up until that point, I'd been told that spirits couldn't come through for several months following their passing. And that was the start of me understanding that that is a human rule and not a spirit rule. Uh, But again, we weren't expecting it because we thought it was too soon. And so for her to just come in within within a week of her passing and just give this mind blowing evidence, talk about the coffin that they've picked, talk about the plans that they've got, say the things that she's seen happening was life changing uh, for both of us and really, really amazing. So there are no limits except for those that we put there. I hope you've enjoyed Spirit Stories Part 2. And uh, thanks for listening. Sorry I went on a bit today and I'll catch up with you again soon. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed it. As always, I'm here just to ask you to click that follow button, to share the podcast on your social media and leave a review. These things help me so much with reaching more people, getting better guests, getting more information out there. So anything you can do to help would be gratefully received. And I will catch up with you again soon. Thanks for listening.